You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Absolute sports betting degeneracy. Hey everybody, Arch here, and it is Thursday, and we're doing college football now. A little bit of a change around here, a little bit of a change. We're not going to do Earns, Panther, and myself at the same time. We're going to split it up, hopefully. Hopefully this will all work out. Today is Sex Panther Picks. Tomorrow will be Earns and my picks. So with me, of course, I've got Sex Panther. Yeah, so, you know, this was kind of a uh, feel as we go, and we're you know, trying to make everything work. But with the way it was working, you know, with my schedule and hitting dead spots, it became really, really uh, troublesome many times. And uh, so we just kind of thought this might work better, um, at least for my signal. And Earns gives such great depth and insight that it, it causes – me problems because the, the show runs close to an hour and I just can't maintain a signal <laughs> no matter where I go for an hour. So right, right. Uh, yeah. hopefully this works out, but uh, we're ready to rock and roll and talk some college football. I got some games picked out today. Um, none of them uh, coincide with tonight's action. I didn't really like any of the games going on tonight. So um, pick up on Friday. Friday. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's right on. We're going to start with Ohio State at Northwestern. Kind of a big matchup for a Friday. Huh? Uh, it is kind of a big – go ahead. No, no, please, go. I was like, it is kind of a big matchup, but the, uh, the the nice thing for Ohio State is this is the – they're kind of going to get an extra day's rest, if you will, when this is over, leading up to next weekend's big hoedown with uh, the Wisconsin Badgers. So hopefully they don't look ahead, but um, see what, see what uh, 
happens here Friday night, but to give us uh, give us the insight here. What do we got for a line and what kind of action we got yeah. going on? It looks like uh, open at Ohio State minus 27 and a half, shifted to half a point, so it's even minus 28 now. Public and money are both on Ohio State, so that makes sense. What's, what's your feel for it? Man, if, I mean, if anybody's watching Ohio State this year, they've just been an absolute juggernaut. Their you know, closest game was the 24-point win against Michigan State two weeks ago. And, I mean, they just clicking on all cylinders. The defense looks as good as it's been ever. Ohio State's, you know, historically been prone to give up sloppy touchdowns and, and you know, things like that, even under – Urban Meyer, but man, they just look so good on both sides of the ball. Um, Fields is just chucking the ball all over the place. 18 touchdowns to only one interception. Uh, Dobbins running for 826 yards and six touchdowns. Northwestern, I expected more out of them this year, but they, you know, they lost their quarterback at the beginning of the season and they kind of had to go to their backup. Isaiah Bowser, uh, who I was really high on coming in, has not been healthy, um, not getting really you know, the carries that I expected, not to mention it doesn't help when you're getting beat up all the time. You kind of have to go to the passing game to try and catch up. So Northwestern just hasn't been right. And, and they're still not right. They've been getting beat up pretty bad. I just don't see on a Friday night, granted Northwestern's home, but I just don't see them being competitive in this game. I think it's Ohio state in a route. I don't think they're looking forward to Wisconsin. This will just be a, scrimmage game for them a nice little tune up fine tune some things i think ohio state takes care of business here all right yeah i would kind of lean your direction here i'm I'm not huge on that so it would just be a lean lean ohio state total is 48 open to 48 it's 49 and a half now with everybody on the over so they're expecting a route yeah, they are expecting a route i'm trying to do that math in my head real quick you know at, at a 28 point line they're kind of saying they expect Northwestern to score a couple times, but you know, Ohio state hasn't get up given up more than 10 points this season. So <laughs> if Northwestern yeah. scores more than 10, um, man, I think Ohio state could probably score the 49 by themselves. That's the question. When it's a line that high or spread that high with that against that line, can they do it themselves? All right. Next up, we got Kansas at Texas Jayhawks opened up, let's say plus 22. And now it is Texas minus 21. Man, I almost I almost wondered if you were going to save this game for last since there's no uh, <laughs> no, no, no Notre Dame game this week. We um, might save it for last tomorrow when I make my official pick. We'll see. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but, look, Kansas, you know, there was all this excitement of moving forward and getting better after that big Boston College win, and they just have not, you know, they, they were competitive against West Virginia, who's eh, not very good, probably at the Kansas level, um, did not look good at TCU. And I know you were real excited that they covered the spread against Oklahoma. I haven't played in two weeks, you know, a little time to tune up for this game. But Texas has been pretty solid against the teams that aren't very good. And they've been They've been in the games, you know, Oklahoma and LSU. They've been in those games, tough losses for Texas. They, they really need those wins to, you know, validate who they are and, and that they're at that upper echelon. They didn't get them coming off that loss to Oklahoma. My thing is, you know, what kind of mindset are we dealing here with Texas? Are they going to come out and, and play like they have something to prove? Or with two losses, do they feel like 
you know, their season is over. Kansas can score. I mean, 21 points, this is – that's that, that's a big, big number. But Texas at home, you know what, really? This is just going to be a lean for me. We'll see what this does for our D-Gen score. But this is yeah. going to be a lean. I'm going to lean Kansas with 21 points. You're going to lean Kansas. That's the side the money's on. Money's on Kansas. Public is on Texas. So, I mean, the line moving in, is in the right direction for sure. Uh, total open up 61, 62 and a half now with the public on the over and the money on the under. Yeah, so they're looking at a high-scoring game here. And even with that 21-point line, they're, they're saying something along the lines of 42 to 21. Um, and, and I wouldn't be shocked if it was something like that. But, look, Texas gave up 31 to West Virginia. 30 to Oklahoma State, um, you know, 34 to Oklahoma. They've been giving up points. That defense is giving up um, yards in a, in a large number. And I think, you know, I don't think Kansas in any way, shape, or form has a shot at winning this game, but I think they can keep this within 21. So that's kind of where I'm at with this. Yeah. Next up, Arizona State at Utah. Arizona State opened up plus 13, Utah minus 13, or excuse me, 13 and a half. It's 13 and a half now. This game, when I saw that line, I'm like, what am I missing? There's, I feel like there's something missing there. My thing is, okay, so Utah has a really, really good offense. Okay, they, they put up points. They're averaging 35 points a game. Arizona State usually has a really good defense. Now, they had to score against uh, Washington State last week. And Washington State's defense is really bad. Arizona State's offense really is not that good. But they were able to put up 38 points against Washington State's defense. And Washington State, you know, put up 34, which is kind of what I expected against Arizona State's defense. That's that's about – I mean, here's the thing about this game. 13 and a half. I almost feel like they are – they are daring you. They're wanting – Vegas wants us to take Arizona State. Like 13 and a half just seems like so much. My inclination is to take Arizona State, but it just feels like a trap. I'm going to lean Utah. I'm going to lean Utah. But, man, this thing, to me, I I can't wait to hear what you say about this thing. This thing just smells. Something about it smells. 13 and a half just seems like such a big line for this game. What do you think? Yeah, the public and the money are both right there. Uh on them uh, on uh, Arizona State, the lack of line movement makes me really wonder what's going on here. Uh, let's see here, three fifty nine. Yeah, it's not insignificant either. It's public and money pretty solidly on, on on Arizona State, huh? Yeah, well, Vegas is happy right where they're at, so just keep betting Arizona State and they'll be happy. Well, maybe it is trappy. You know, I don't like I'm, lack of line movement. Mean could mean trap too. So. Yeah, the, the initial line felt like a trap, and the lack of movement makes me feel like this is a trap. So something not right about this game. Okay. I'll keep an eye on that one. Oregon at Washington. Next up, Oregon opened up as a – let's see. Can't find it. <laughs> Two-and-a-half-point favorite, and now it's three. Oh, the famous, infamous two-and-a-half-point favorite. Um, <laughs> man, <laughs> This this game, this is I, th- I think I think 
this is going to be a good game, but Oregon's defense is damn near impenetrable. Like they just do not give up points. The most point they've given up seven points is the most points they've given up in their last five games. And I, I don't care who you're playing. That is just incredible. You know, we're used to Oregon, you know, back, I always talk about this, the Chip Kelly days of just running up and down the field, 50, 60 points. That's really not who they are anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they can score. They, you know, they put up 45 against Colorado, but eh, Colorado's not very good. Um, but, you know, them to be in the high 20s or 30s kind of is, is where they are now. Washington can score, but they, they had that. To me, I think it was an inexplicable loss at Stanford. Um, couldn't score there, and you know they they uh, seem to be a, I don't know they just seem to be a little inconsistent. Oregon's defense is just unwavering. I my, my whole thing right now is or I am a believer in Oregon's defense. The only team that has been able to score on them was LSU, and or I'm sorry, I believe it was Auburn. Um, but either way, this this game. I think comes down to Oregon's defense. I'm a believer. I think Washington will score, but not enough. I'm taking the Oregon Ducks here. I didn't think you'd play it. It's so goddamn tight. I really didn't see this coming. You caught me for a loop. thought it was just going to be a lean. Yeah, I didn't think you'd actually play this one. Whew. The total in this one, let's see what this going on here. The total is 49.5 is where it opened. 50 is where it's at now with money in public on the under. 50. 27 to 23. Does it seem possible? Yes, but I would probably, I would probably go under like Mm. Oregon's defense is just so damn good. Yeah. Here's a team that's averaging nine points a game on defense. And most of those were, (laughs) were that first game of the year. And now Washington's going to like triple that. Nah, I, I think I think we're looking at a, I think we're looking at a tight game, 24-21, 21-17 maybe, something like that. I think this is going to be a, a defensive game. Mm. Okay, next up, we've got Kentucky at Georgia. It opened up, uh, Kentucky was a, is a 24-and-a-half point dog, and now the line is 25-and-a-half. Oh, you know, I, I kind of even second-guessed myself when I picked this game, but – so Georgia, how do they come off of that loss last week, right? They, they lost to South Carolina, and that was at home. And the, Kentucky is not a bad team. I'm not saying they're a good team, but they're not a bad team. And now you're going to give them, you know, 24 and a half, 25, depending on your book. That, that's a lot of points. And in Georgia, unless you're a really, really bad team, I just don't feel like they've been blowing anybody out. Um, this game, I, I just wonder how much heart Georgia comes out with because that was that was a tough loss, and they haven't even played Florida yet. I, I look, this is all about the points. I don't think Kentucky's going to beat them, but I'm going to take Kentucky plus those points. I think they can keep it within 24. Okay, public and money are both on Georgia, so the line is moving in the right direction. I, I, yeah, I. I don't know. <laughs> it's a tough one to figure out. We'll figure out. We'll find out who Georgia is 
Saturday for sure. Uh, 47 and a half is where the total opened. It shifted down to 46 and a half with the public and the money on the under. Yeah, so with the, the line and the over-under where they're at, I, I got that at about a 35 to 10 game, somewhere in that ballpark. I think Kentucky scores more than 10. I really do. Um, I, I would probably be looking at the over here. Cool. I like that play. I like that play, the over. All right, Baylor, Oklahoma State opened up uh, Baylor. Let's see here. I want to make sure I got that number right. Yeah, three and a half. Baylor plus three and a half, and it is three and a half now. Four at some books. It looks like it's ticking up, and it's about it's about to change here too. It's it, it's it's going to change to four soon. Yeah, this man, this is a big game. Um, I I didn't want to you know do today's what are we doing college football and not talk about some of these big games. Oklahoma State, I lost to Texas Tech, and that that one really had me scratching my head. Um, that, and that was two weeks ago. So, you know, Mike Gundy's had two weeks to get this kind of right the ship here. Their offense is really good, but, you know, 530 yards a game, averaging almost 40 points per game. It's just their defense. They're giving up 415 yards per game and almost 28 points. That's, that's a lot. And he's got to get that tightened up because, you know, they gave up the 45 to Texas Tech. They gave up the 36 uh, to Texas. And those – those just can't happen if you're going to, you know, flip over and be at the upper echelon. Baylor, Baylor's tough because I really feel like they haven't played anybody. They definitely haven't played a ranked team. Um, you know, they, they beat what we think is a good Iowa State team. They beat said Texas Tech in double overtime, um, and they handled Kansas State pretty well. Otherwise, they didn't play anybody. The very fact that Oklahoma State is the favorite, they're at home, and they're getting healthy, right? Like I said, they got they had two weeks to prepare for this game. They're getting healthy. Um, pretty sure Dr. Earns will have something to say about that tomorrow. Uh, I, I, I bet against Baylor once, and it bit me in the ass. I'm kind of hesitant to do it again. <laughs> but I'm having a, having a hard time believing that they're really for real. If they If they win this game – Color me convinced, but I'm going to take the Cowboys minus the four. All right. Total here. This is probably the biggest jump. I, I, I don't see any others bigger. Just quick scanning everything. Open at 63 and a half. It's, it went up to 68 and a half now. It's trending over with the public and the money on the over. 68 and a half. Well, they're not putting any faith in Oklahoma State getting that defense right, are they? No, no they're not. <laughs> no. Five-point shift on the over. That's huge. I mean, that's putting you at about a 35 to 32 game. That's a a, high-scoring game. And and you know what? Honestly, with these two teams, I can see it. I could definitely see it. Um, I would lean over, but it's probably something I would stay off of. That's pretty high line. Yeah, it's a little too much for me, too. Texas A&M, Ole Miss. Texas A&M opened up minus five, another minus six and a half on the road. Oh, poor A&M. They get, I mean, they have just had such a, a rough way to go. You know, they had to play Clemson, um, and then, you know, they played Auburn. And they just, they can't catch any breaks on their schedule. They're, they're easily playing what I would consider <clears throat> the, the toughest schedule. Um, but this game, look, I just don't think uh, Ole Miss is really any good. 
this the six and a half point line actually kind of has me marginally concerned because I thought this game would be a little heavy. I, I'm kind of higher on Texas A&M than probably anybody else is. I don't know, but it is on the road. So there is that, but I'm just not a big believer in Ole Miss. They just haven't done anything to impress me. They're, their wins are against nobodies and their losses. They've been absolutely crushed. I, I hate to say that this, to, to me, this is an easy one because the line being about a touchdown kind of has me a little leery, but I just don't see where there's any other play, but Texas A&M here. I'm, I'm going to take the Aggies. You're on them. Okay. Let's see. Got you in. The total opened up at 56. It shifted down to 55 and a half. That's with the public on the over and the money on the under. So that little little shift is is right. I'm trying to do the math in my head here. You're like 30, you know. <laughs> Two and a half points. Uh, 30, you know, 30 to 24, I think is what we're looking at here. I think it's plausible. It's probably plausible. I lean on the over, but not very confidently. I no. I'm, I'm, would not touch that. No, no, I think that's probably a good call. All right, next up we got Missouri. I'll say it correctly for you, Missouri at Vanderbilt. Missouri opened up minus twenty one and a half, and now they are minus twenty one on the road. Yeah, see, now you're probably going to jinx me because uh, your Missouri that you like to call them, has, is probably the only team that has consistently made me money this season. You know, they they have just – I'm always going to come back to that Wyoming game. I feel like they're the, the Auburn team of the 90s that went undefeated and couldn't couldn't do anything. Um, I, I just will – this will be fantastic. If Missouri can beat Georgia, beat Florida, go into the SEC title game and just wreck havoc, I, I think that would just be freaking awesome. They have been a juggernaut. They they have been absolutely unstoppable on offense. Their defense had been pretty good up until last week's Mississippi game. Mississippi was able to get 27 on them, but Missouri still took care of business there. Vanderbilt's bad. They're, they're just really, really bad. Um, they're, they're only averaging 18 points a game, and that's if you factor in, you know, the – 24 they got against Northern Illinois and the 38 they got in their ass kicking from LSU. They're just, they're really bad. Missouri's defense is really good. This, this is going to be a bloodbath. And I've, I've been banking on Missouri to cover damn near every game and I'm going to do it again. I I'm taking Missouri minus the three touchdowns. All right. Total here. 58 is where it opened. 56 and a half is where it is now trending under. Public's on the under. Money is on the over. 40 17, 38 to 17, somewhere in there. I can see it going over. Okay. I can see this going over. Mm. All right. Well, good luck. <laughs> Michigan I'm State. I'm not no. betting it. <laughs> yeah, I, didn't, I didn't get you down for that. Michigan State, Penn State. Last game, Michigan State opened up as a seven and a half point dog, and it looks like yeah, they're nine point underdog now against Penn State. 
Well, so mild correction here. It is not Michigan State. It's that demonic whore team oh, up there in Ann Arbor. That's my bad. You're right, Michigan. Yeah, well, you know, adding the state makes it more tolerable because when you just say the M word, then 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 I've got problems. <laughs> but yeah, this this line, you know, it opened up at nine. Um, it's man, I I don't know. The Wolverines just have been so inconsistent all season. Um, they got their ass kicked by Wisconsin, but I kind of saw that one coming. They really couldn't score against Iowa. And that, that Iowa game is the game that has me wondering, can they score against Penn State? Because Penn State is going to be equal to the task with their defense. And unlike Iowa, Penn State can put some points on the board. I've just not been – I've just not liked the Wolverines at all this season. I didn't like their preseason ranking. They have not done anything at all to be consistent – to, to believe that they are going to be competitive with these upper echelon teams, Penn state still, you know, they're, they're right there. They got that high ranking. They're going to get to uh, face Ohio state later in the season. They've got a shot at something special. Uh, it starts with this game. Um, you know, they've, they've got a tough sled. They get at Michigan state next week. Um, and then they're going to take on at Minnesota and, like I said, Ohio State in, in about a month. I just – I don't like Michigan here at all. I don't like them at all. I'm going to take Penn State minus the eight and a half. Whoa. All right. I didn't think you'd <laughs> – I knew you wouldn't bet Michigan. I just didn't think you'd take him, take Penn State. Yeah, it's, it's a slightly easier pill to swallow just because it's the Wolverines. <laughs> it's gotcha. not hard for me against them but against ranked teams they just have not been very good Mm. all right looks like the total opened up 45 it's 47 now with the money on the over and the public split (sighs) okay so even this doesn't even cover the nine points 27 to 20 would put you at would put you at 47 no it's a weird honestly It is a weird one. Honestly, I would probably encourage people to stay off that number, but I could see that being under. Penn State's defense is pretty damn good. The Wolverines' defense is good enough. I don't think Penn State's all that explosive. I, I would probably lean on the under here. Okay. Well, that's it, man. That's that's the rack of games. That is the rack of games. So listen, um, we're going to post this up here on Thursday. It's going to be Thursday's Panthers college football show, I guess. <laughs> with Arch. He wants to say, listen, th- this is what they're going to do, okay? I really had to bite the bullet when we decided that we were going to do this. I got to go first. And Arch and, and Earns are going to get on there, and they're going to do their Friday show. And Arch is going to be a little more engaged, and he's going to – put his bets and his liens out there, and then yeah. they're going to just basically beat the shit out of me. It's going to be a, a Panther roast basically every Friday. So, And I'm not even – well, I might be able to time in to 
defend myself but again it's gonna be an hour of just absolutely beating my ass so listen if you like anything i got chime on discord that's where i hang out let me know what you got going on college football is easily my favorite time of the year um we're getting to the meat of the schedule some really big games this week next week next week's gonna be uh incredible as well so get on discord shoot the shit tell me what you're gonna do how you did last week uh, I know Arch will cover that on the Friday show, how we did. And uh, when it's all said and done, kids, make some money, fools. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owner-operators of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.